Mike, we're about to go south of the border. South of which border? Like, are we going to go Mexico? I don't know, down to Spain, Australia, France? Where are we going? Further. Oh, like uh, Antarctica? The thing is, as all flat earthers know, you know, in the societies, uh, it's just an icy ring anyway that we're on this like one big disc that we live in. There is no going down. You just go out to the edges. Is this you espousing this idea or you're just saying other people believe it? You tell me. (laughs) Well, we are going to Antarctica today. We're going to talk about crime in Antarctica. I assume this is more than like the occasional snowball fight penguin burglary or wait are penguins being robbed or are they doing the robbing you tell me (laughs) before we get to this we should talk about the antarctic treaty system of course since antarctica is the only continent without a native human population a collection of international documents and treaties have been written to manage the massive land mass and the various encampments of explorers researchers and more who spend some time there we're skipping over a lot of stuff here. The Antarctica, the Antarctic Treaty System is extremely complicated, but one element of it uh, came into being in 1959, and it says that persons accused of a crime in Antarctica are subject to punishment by their own country. I mean, that seems like a logical way of doing things. It seems fair. You're American. You break the American law. You're tried as an American. It's like I could imagine this extending to the moon and stuff, you know? Uh, that's a whole other topic, man. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah, the space treaty stuff is complicated. All right, cool. Let's put it on the list. You know, I'd like to think that had this podcast been around in 1959, we could have been elected as a supreme ruling friends of Antarctica. We would rule with wisdom, fairness, and sometimes jokes about the moon landing. Didn't that like totally happen 10 years after this agreement? That moon, quote unquote, moon landing? You tell me. (laughs) (laughs) While these 1959 documents laid the groundwork, there have been some clarifications in the six decades since. The Antarctic Act of 1994 extends the laws of every part of the United Kingdom to UK nationals in Antarctica. Additionally, the commissioner of the British Antarctic Territory may enact laws for the territory. That is the best job title ever. Your country is so good at this. That pomp and circumstance, that's the thing we do better than anybody else. <laughs> the commissioner of the British Antarctic Territory? Like you can just hear somebody announcing it. Was that an accent? No, I was just I was just announcing it. Okay. Just double checking. Well, here in the US, we have the Comprehensive Crime Control Act of 1984. Boring. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it covers crimes committed by Americans or crimes committed against Americans. Any American who is outside of the United States, but not in another country, so Antarctica or international waters, we're still subject to certain U.S. laws. And all Americans committing a crime or any foreigner committing a crime against an American outside of a sovereign state are subject to prosecution in a U.S. federal court. That one's a little bit confusing to me, right? Because it's like... Basically, America's saying... As long as you're nowhere else, we're in charge. That's what it seems like, right? It's like, it seems like the other other countries from the agreements were like, oh, we will try people that do wrong in our country. And America's like, again, not surprisingly, not only will we do that, if any of you come near us, we'll try you as well. You'll become an American citizen for a bit, I guess, and we'll put you in court. I don't really know how that's going to (laughs) work. This is the most American law ever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like, nobody owns the land, 
but we control it when we're there, obviously. Well, let's get to some specific crimes. But first, let me tell you about another show here on Relay FM that is focused. Pure, undisturbed focus is something of a superpower these days. Look how distracted we just got on this podcast. With so many distractions in the world, it's hard to stay focused during work or while doing hobbies or even just trying to chill, right? Things just come in and distract us. If you've been meaning to get focused, this is the show for you because David Sparks and Mike Schmitz, our friends who host this show, can show you how to get it done. Some previous episodes have included The Big Reset, which is all about making big workflow changes and setting new defaults, and a really fascinating episode with Brittany Smith about ADHD and cognitive science. So go check out Focused, because life is more than just cranking widgets. Go to relay.fm slash focused, or search for Focused wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so let's talk about some of the crimes that have been committed by people on or in on around antarctica <laughs> is it on or in i really struggled with what preposition to use i just need to tell you it was a it was a hard time over here last week when i was writing this i would say in i would say in as well yeah in antarctica even though i wrote on yeah so if you say in and i say in then why either of us saying on past even wrote on in that sentence i'm sorry in 1959, a man stationed at a Soviet research base attacked a co-worker with an axe after getting into an argument Whoa. over a game of chess. That you reacted too soon to that one. It kept going. You thought it was over. No, bad chess game. It's unclear if this actually ended up as a murder or just a grievous assault, but the country banned chess from its Antarctic research stations after the event. I'm not sure they enacted the right <laughs> rule there, right? Like... Oh, someone's going to attack someone with chess? Okay, let's just not play chess. I feel like we could have maybe made a different rule about axe attacks, but you know. I uh, I do regret being so excited about this part of the episode, though. That really took a turn. I don't believe you. <laughs> this is the exact stuff that you love. <laughs> Mike, did you know there are eight churches in Antarctica? No. Well, well, there are. One of them, an American church named Chapel of the Snow, was the scene of an attempted arson in 1981. So there was this crew member who got drunk because he wanted to go home early. He didn't want to spend his entire winter there. Thankfully, the building was empty at the time. No one was hurt. And there was only minor damage because someone walked by and noticed the smoke. Three years later, an Argentine research station was burned down by the station's leader and doctor after they were ordered unexpectedly to stay for the winter. That was the last time it was operated throughout the year. <laughs> That's quite a reaction, I think. Well, you can't spring that on somebody. Sure. That you got to stay for the winter or your building's going to fall down. Well, I don't... Th okay. That's a very seasonal joke. In 1996, the American McMurdo Station, which is home to the Chapel of the Snows that we just mentioned, mm -hmm. was the scene of a violent attack when one worker struck another with a hammer after an argument in the station's kitchen. The suspect was flown to Honolulu, Hawaii, for what I imagine was a very comfortable and beautiful trial, <laughs> where they faced four charges of assault with a dangerous weapon. In the year 2000, Australian astrophysicist Rodney Marks fell ill at an American research station located at the South Pole, dying after a couple of days. When his body was flown to New Zealand for an autopsy, it was discovered he had been poisoned by methanol. The true story of what happens remains unknown. You know, I feel like if we had been put in charge of Antarctica, we could have solved that crime. 
Why, why, why don't we just give it a go now? I mean, we could give it a go. It only happened 21 years ago. So you're saying it's a cold case. Our last example is from 2018, when a stabbing took place at a Russian research center on an island just off the mainland. Sergei Savitsky stabbed his co-worker Oleg Bilogaz... I know you did this on purpose, by the way. (laughs) Oleg Bilogazov, Bilogazov multiple times, unfortunately. But thankfully, Oleg survived. The reason for this violent outburst is a little unclear, but it seems there had been friction between the two men for some time. Savitsky was flown back to Russia to stand trial, but get this. The victim later forgave him, and the judge... What's the victim's name, Stephen? Oleg. Oh, Oleg nice. <laughs> forgave him. We're on a first-name basis. Uh-huh. Me and OB is what we call him. OB, yeah. The judge decided to drop the case... Uh, after this and when Savitsky showed true remorse for his actions. That's nice. They got back together. I mean, don't let a little stabbing come between friends. It does seem like, and I'm not surprised, uh, being in these areas kind of pushes you a little to the edge. I, I think that's exactly what's going on here. You're in a very remote part of the world. If you look at some of the pictures on Wikipedia of these places, it's like research station means like two small buildings, right? Mm-hmm. You're in tight quarters, it's not obviously not an excuse to hit somebody with an axe after you lose to ch- you lose to them in chess, but it's a little understandable. Our thanks to Rajiv for sending this in. Very fascinating stuff. I want to come back to Antarctica in a later episode. There's so much f- very interesting stuff about the way it's managed and who's in charge of what. Uh, so we will save that for a future episode. If you want to read more about crime in Antarctica, or you want to check out our Previous episode, uh, episode 13, where Mike and I, we spoke about the Flat Earth Society. Those links are in our show notes at relay.fm slash ungeniused slash 129. There you can get in touch and send us an email with your favorite weird topic on Wikipedia, or you can do so on Twitter. The show is at ungeniused. You can find me there as ISMH. You can follow Mike on Twitter as I-M-Y-K-E. I almost forgot your Twitter handle. After 10 years of doing this. And my name. And your name. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go play chess. I think that's a good idea. Let's, uh, I'll get the board out. Uh, uh, hey, hey, don't get the axe out of the case. What are you doing? <laughs>